Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here is your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. So good to have you with us. I killed the music on that. We're redoing the intro uh, because it just messes up the audio a little bit. So technology with these radio broadcasts that we do over the Internet, it's a broadcast. It's a podcast, actually. But we are so grateful that you take the time to dial in, see people dialing in literally from all over the country. And uh, it's a real blessing to have you here and be a part of the broadcast, telling others about it. We're doing this as a public service to give back to an industry that, for my case, has been good to me for 42, 43 years now. It's hard to believe. That makes you sound so old. It's a little discouraging when you're out there with a client and you're working away with them and you realize you've been in the industry longer than most of them have been alive. So anyway, that kind of tells you a little about where we're at. But it's our opportunity to give back. And again, this is a broadcast created by mortgage professionals for mortgage professionals. We're the proud recipient of the Progress in Lending Innovation Award. We're grateful for that. On today's hot topic, it's a topic that's very near and dear my heart, and it's recruiting and equipping. We're really focusing on the equipping part, the next generation of mortgage bankers. We've got on the online with us and talking to us today, Jeff Schumer and Brendan Berry, both of the MBA, and very excited. This topic is just really the MBA's launched a program called Mortgage Banking Bound. It's how to bring in that next generation, getting them equipped. You'll want to tune in. If, if you're not thinking about recruiting the next generation, you should be. We need the next generation to be coming in and uh, being here with us. So anyway, so much appreciate you being a part of the broadcast, telling others, as I said a little bit ago, it's how we've grown to over 370,000 listeners Let's talk a little bit about our sponsors. They've made it possible that we're able to do this, starting off with United Guarantee. They just happen to be the industry's number one uh, leader in the industry for the fourth consecutive year. Congratulations to them for that. Also, United Guarantee's underwriting writers have achieved a 24-hour turnaround on 98% of their application. That just seems extraordinary. And you go, like, how is that possible? Well, get a hold of your GE or United Guarantee. I said, gee, that's old days. United Guarantee rep and to find out how they're doing it. But the reality is that they're doing it on full file applications for mortgage insurance. And uh, they've been doing this since 2014. It's a very, very strong program they have. MRI Mortgage Insurance Underwriting has been the focus of a three-year initiative to make United Guarantee's full file MI applications faster and easier for lenders. And they've achieved that. They have employed over 200 underwriting personnel who collaborate with each one of the customers to ensure a 24-hour turnaround. They're achieving this with, on again, only on those full-file submissions. But there is just really something that is just quite a feat. So you can head out to their website, ugcorp.com forward slash day one to learn more about the program. Encourage you to get a hold of your rep or head out to the website. Again, Get a hold of your GE rep. Mortgage insurance underwritten by Mortgage Guarantee Residential Insurance Company. Thank you guys for being a part of our broadcast. Also, a special thank you goes out to our friends at Velma. I chuckle when I say that because, I mean, my uh, 
time challenged is what it is, and Virtual Electronic Marketing Company, also known as Velma.com, does an amazing job of working with me and uh, and getting the message out to many of you. As we start the broadcast, I hear my phone just lighting up as they broadcast out a message. Here's what they do. They really help you craft your message that you want to get sent out to the world. And you download that database. There's a really nice a CRM tool in that uh, within there, some of their technology that helps you manage all that. Okay, let's talk about upcoming MBA conferences. We have the National Secondary Marketing Conference, May 17th through the 20th in New York at the Marriott Marquis. Great place. Same place they have it all the time. Chuck Klein, our, my business partner, uh, will be out there, and he's talking on M&A. Uh, he's doing a session out there, so it'll be great. My daughter's graduating from high school, so I will not be able to attend this one. Hopefully, we'll get her. Well, she's not the one. She's going into medicine, but I'm trying to get the other one into mortgage banking. and Can't wait to talk about that a little bit later in the broadcast. Let's get over to talk about what is going on in the markets. Joe Farr, good to have you here. I'm clicked on your website. Hey, it looks like we're just... Seeing prices now. Friday was a gorgeous day. That was a that yeah, was a, a good, good deal. Day. But but we're not seeing that same trend today. So tell us about it. What's happening? Well, we're we're just bouncing around. Uh, we're at down two thirty seconds on the day, and that that's been as much as down four or five, and and been back to flat. Uh, same place at the end of the day Friday. So we're right in the middle of a range uh, today. Yeah. There were no economic announcements to drive things. Yeah. We've got, a, we've got a treasury here. auction, a two-year treasury auction on at 1 p.m. that'll come out. It'll give us some insights on you know, flow of money, but, but yeah, tomorrow, it's a short-term auction, so don't don't write, you know you can't put too much into that one. It's a two-year yeah. auction. Well, before we jump into, I'm always jumping ahead here in our script <laughs> to where we go. But let's talk about last week, friend. There was it was a very interesting week. Durable goods, sure, yep. sure, uh, disappointing, well, but both. created some good reaction. Both existing home sales created a, a negative reaction, and then durable orders at the end of the yeah. week uh, a positive reaction. But you know, kind of running through it, uh, that mixture of data had kind of an offsetting effect. Uh, rates did end the week just a little bit higher, and uh, uh, you know, starting on Wednesday with the existing home sales, they came in just at just under two 5.2 million units on an annualized basis. And that was well above what was expected, and and also well above. Uh, what came out on uh, in February, and, and was the best level in 18 months. So uh, that positive news was negative for MBS prices, and I, I think the prices fell about uh, 14.30 seconds on the day. Then, uh, then following that, new home sales came out on Thursday, and it was a real different picture. Seasonally adjusted units fell in March 11% from February. So it was a, a big miss. Now, February was yeah. a good a good month. It was the best uh, best unit sold in, in a in a month in a long long time. But you know, when you look at the details, if you look at actual units sold as opposed to seasonally adjusted uh, annual units, uh, they were the same number of units sold. So really, there was not a slowdown from February to March when you look at units sold. And those two months had the most units sold of any month going back to 2008. So uh, really, you shouldn't read in. And I I think the market kind of read into that new home sales number, uh, not only is uh, usually volatile, but uh, given March is the beginning of the, you know, the summertime selling and the springtime selling, it's, um, it it, it was seasonally adjusted and that had a big effect and, and kind of a misleading outcome. So 
that was followed by Friday's durable orders, and that that was not a good report. Uh, MBS prices improved mm-hmm. 10, 30 seconds on the news, uh, so they reversed most of what happened on Wednesday. And just like the new home sales number, the, the headline number was misleading, given that it showed uh, a 4% increase in, in durable orders for the month. When you remove airplane orders, uh, like a lot of people do, and, and you need to uh, really exclude that volatile part of it, right? durable orders only rose 2%, two-tenths of a percent. I'm sorry, they fell two-tenths of a percent, and an increase Felt, of yeah. three-tenths was expected. So that that's why yeah. the market rallied on that on that news, not the headline, but the details under the headline. Yeah. That's really interesting. This week, what we got, uh, it looks like we got a lot of some Fed auctions and uh, then got some all the, but we got Fed speak. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. Fed Very statement. Yeah. Fed yeah. statement will be released at 2, 2 Eastern time on Wednesday. Be a lot of interest in that as, as usual, but, you know, people are going to be interested to hearing if the weak data that followed the release of the last uh, Fed meeting uh, or since the last Fed meeting, there have been a lot of uh, fairly big misses to the downside in the economic reports. And so the Fed uh, investors be looking for uh, the Fed's view on the economy to see if it's kind of uh, declined in their in their view of it. And uh, obviously that'll have some impact on what's expected for the first Fed funds rate hike. That's on Wednesday. Uh, also on Wednesday is uh, first quarter GDP. That'll come out early. First look at first quarter GDP. 1.1% growth is expected. Um, pending home sales comes the, out yeah. on March. That's, that's uh, why I was just, on Wednesday. Yeah, that'll yeah. be interesting. It will be. You, you'll remember the last pending home sales was really good. And, and yeah. Uh, consensus is calling for another increase, not near the increase that was seen uh, in February over March, but for another increase yeah. in uh, March over February. And then later in the week, we have core PCE and personal incomes comes out on Thursday, along with jobless claims, Chicago PMI, uh, ISM index on Friday. And Greece is continues to be in the market in the in the minds in of the news. investors. Yeah. yeah. Uh to this over the weekend they announced that they were replacing the how they described the guy, the the abrasive treasury minister has been replaced <laughs> and maybe somebody will get in there that's a little uh a little better of a negotiator. Uh there was also a poll that the Greek citizens uh, uh, want to stay in the Euro and are even willing to compromise the positions that were basically the mandate to elect the current government. Uh, uh, so uh, I think the the belief is that there is a better chance in progress being made toward uh, you know resolving the Greek debt issue without uh, them having to leave the eurozone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Very, very interesting. Always, always fascinating what's going on, what's moving on, especially when you start factoring in um, international events such as Greece. And uh, that cracks me up, that abrasive finance minister. You've never mm-hmm. run across abrasive bank loan officer, well, have you? Yeah, Dave, he's a, he was a former UT professor. Oh, this guy was in, in France? Yeah. You're kidding. Oh, no. Oh, the, man, the one there's a connection was to a here at home. UT professor, professor. You bet. 
<laughs> well, we'll have to ask some of our UT grads that are on the call what they thought of him and if he was as abrasive back then. I'll tell you, that's funny. That is interesting. <laughs> Tied to France. That's interesting. Well, Joe, thank you so much. We'll have to look at the screen. We'll keep the screen up here and pay attention as the markets close here. We'll give an update towards the end of the broadcast, but appreciate you so much. Folks, we're going to be right back with Paul Malo. Anything else you've got for us before I cut and run? No, that's it. All right. Looking forward to having you back on in the Hot Topics segment all the way through. We've got Paul Malo on hold. We'll be back with him with an update of what's going on IMF Finance right after this. IMF News. What am I saying? IMF News. Talk to you soon, folks. Stay right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Looking for that competitive edge? MBS QuoteLine delivers live market coverage for originators. Get up-to-the-minute mortgage market news and analysis as events occur. Get MBS prices as trades happen. Straight to your computer, email, cell phone, or PDA. Know in advance when your investors will reprice. Make better lock float decisions and increase your income. Be the expert your clients expect. And know what's moving interest rates right now, tomorrow, and beyond. MBS QuoteLine, delivering live market coverage for originators. Learn more about MBS QuoteLine today. Whoops. I tell you, folks, it's just really interesting. I've got some. There we go. Get that The Lincoln on Lending Show is back. Here is your host, David Lincoln. It's good to have you with us, everybody. You know, I, I, when I went and touched his ad, it started going wild. So it's interesting technology issues. You never know where the gremlins are going to show up. We've got Paul Malo on the line. Paul, good to have you dialed in with us. What you got for us today? What do I have for today? Well, it's Monday. Um, <laughs> always do it exciting. It's, yeah. it's always do it exciting. Yeah, there's uh, there's some interesting stuff perking around, which we'll we'll have tomorrow. But we got some decent stuff today. Um, we compiled some of the earnings for the banks for the first quarter, and uh, a group of 19 publicly traded companies, most of which are banks, including the mega banks, they they posted about 3.5 billion in uh, mortgage banking income in the first quarter. That was up uh, about 10 percent from 4Q. Uh, you know, th- th- that's a good sign. I mean, a lot of guys are, you know, their their gain on sale margins are better. Uh, you know, production's holding up pretty well. You know, just interviewing people the last couple of weeks. You know, there's a lot of and a lot of optimism for this year. No one's expecting a boom year, but they are yeah. expecting. It looks like this year could be better than last year. Should be better than last year. And it continues to be a story of the non-banks, you know, feasting on on the market share that the banks just don't seem to want to bother with. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting time for the industry, that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we uh, interviewed Matt uh, Ishbia of United Wholesale Mortgage. Yeah. Uh, interesting fellow. They're the second largest wholesaler uh, in the nation based on the nine-month numbers. We're, we're actually crunching the mm-hmm. uh, the full-year number shortly, and uh, they might be the largest wholesaler. But I uh, talked to Matt, and, uh, you know, he's looking at almost a 17 18% gain in, in production for that company. Most of what they do is uh, wholesale funding through brokers, so uh, that's interesting. Uh, also, HUD came out with a rule late last week where it's basically um, uh, requiring FHA loan servicers to uh, delay foreclosures for a year and to evaluate uh, all borrowers for HAMP, for a HAMP uh, um, modification or some kind of similar uh, loss mitigation effort under their distressed asset stabilization plan. I think normally uh, they had to wait six months, so now they're telling them to wait uh, a year. That's that's of note. Uh, also, um, 
Brendan Ivey's got a story out there. They were crunching from uh, redoing some numbers from NAR, where basically NAR came out late last week and said 9.3 bar, 9.3 million borrowers who lost their homes during the housing mess. Uh, probably uh, a lot of them aren't <laughs> ever going to buy a home again. Uh, that's yeah. interesting, and then you know when you think about non-QM lending, the new subprime. Uh, if any, if those borrowers are ever going to come back and go anywhere, it's it's not going to be in a Fannie Freddie FHA loan probably. Uh, small little item about Presswork. Presswork is uh, uh, George Christos there, and I know a couple other guys. They're a small boutique uh, operation that sells a lot of small servicing portfolios. Uh, they have uh, one out there now, a flow deal. Uh, from a mid-Atlantic lender. Uh, also, in the short take ses- uh, section, we have uh, a story I'm working on uh, to flush out a little more. There's a former subprime operator from San Diego uh, who ran a publicly traded mortgage company. Uh, he's working on re-entering the business with a non-prime operation. I know his name. I know the company, uh, but I didn't want to put too much out there. Yeah, I'm hoping to talk to him uh, before we can... Um, uh, get more into that, uh, and that's sort of all the good stuff. Also, we got a night about Freddie Mac. They passed a hundred billion dollar mark in multifamily uh, securitizations uh, through their K Deal program, and Auction.com hired a former uh, programmer engineer, I should say, uh, who worked at LinkedIn and Yahoo. Uh, Auction.com is an interesting company. Uh, they do a it lot is. of uh, real estate auctions. They do commercial stuff, and I know they've toyed around in the past with mortgage auctions. I uh, haven't got too much out of them on the mortgage stuff, but they, they generally uh, give us info on their real estate auctions. So that is all the uh, news that's fit to print today. Well, I think it's interesting you have up here that Aquin decides to keep its Jenny May MSRs. I think that's, that was uh, on Friday. Bit... Yeah, that was Friday's report. Oh, that was on Friday. Oh, that's Friday's. What in the world? I have refreshed. What you got up there, Lichen? Boy, you well, are. You you're know messing what? up there with the dial is. there. You're... <laughs> You know what? I I brought up, I thought, what the most current was. Well, there you go. Tell you, catch me right up. Hold on. on. Let me check. I think the new one is. uh, The new one should be posted. It is. It's there. Yeah, Aquin. Yeah, that was Friday's news. Aquin. Yeah, listen, they're going to get rid of that Ginny stuff eventually, from what I'm told. They I, they were peddling that portfolio for a year. They had some decent bids on it early on. Uh, they pulled it. They didn't like this. They didn't like that. And now they're saying they're staying in the yeah. Ginny business for now. Uh, for and now. We'll see what that's the key part. That's, yeah, for that's now. That's code for we couldn't. That the code is we couldn't get the price we wanted, so we're still in the business until we find something that works yeah, out. Exactly. We'll see how that all plays out. Yeah. A lot of controversy just surrounding continues. A storm seems to swirl around the whole Aquin story, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all really ends up. You know, get a lot of phone calls asking about that. But anyway, Paul, thank you so much. Sure. Good stuff. Thank yeah, I'm you. glad I refreshed my screen. Got to see. I'm reading the page and going, well, okay. So uh, and then I didn't look at the date, but thank you so much. And uh, it came up, so good to be here. I appreciate you being here with us. And, oh, I know one thing on the subprime stuff. It seems like a lot of these guys are coming back into the market. We've seen a number of the people come in. Citadel, uh, our old buddy Dan is back in that. And it would be interesting to see if if Orange County becomes the epicenter or Southern California becomes the epicenter again of the non-prime stuff as it was in the last cycle. Right, true. Yeah. All right, friend. Appreciate you. Have a great week. Thank See you, you back here next week, Paul. All and right. folks, if have you have week. not subscribed to, you bet. If you have not subscribed to uh, IMF Finance, get Paul's news update. Go to www. 
imfnews.com. Good service. Got great stuff there. Alice Alvey, which is normally who we would have at this particular time, is in a meeting, and she could not spring herself free. And so uh, it's a bummer. So I'm going to get right on over to our good friend Sam Garcia, who is still out in L.A. enjoying the the, the little Southern California lifestyle. And now are you going to come back here? We had a nice weather, Sam. So we got some, Texas has been pretty nice. Come back. Uh, I don't know, man. It's pretty nice out here. It turned really sunny yesterday, yeah, and I, I like it. <laughs> We're anyway, missing uh, that thing called on? the Pacific Ocean. So anyway, let's get into what you got that's on your radar screen, and then we'll get off to the profit doctor. What you uh, what you following? Uh, we saw that uh, Fannie uh, put out its forecast, uh, a revised one for um, for April, and yep. basically Fannie raised its estimate for this year's originations to one point three five one trillion. From uh, 1.239 trillion it predicted last month, um, hmm. we saw that uh, the uh, we have a mortgage market index, and uh, we use that. Of course, we publish that based on data from Optimal Blue, and that fell nine percent last week with le- refinances leading the way. They dropped from 13 percent on a week-over-week basis. Over at um, Impact Mortgage, they reported that their quarterly originations basically more than doubled. Uh, in the first quarter compared to the prior quarter. Um, and the reason for that was that it acquired cash call. Uh, and it's interesting because if you look a little bit deeper into their numbers, you see that their, uh, their retail portion jumped while the correspondent dropped, and they explain, well, that's because cash call used to be a correspondent client. So now they've lost that client but then gained much more in a retail production. Yeah. Over at Wells Fargo, they're actually uh, recruiting 100 people in Illinois, and we talked to their spokesperson, Hmm. and they said that those are to support correspondent lending. So uh, just adjusting based on ebb and flow. Um, But, uh, yeah, those are in Springfield, Illinois. Um, The uh, company known as Reverse Mortgage Investment Trust, they reported to the SEC that they reached an agreement to buy MSRs on $3.4 billion in loans. Um, and they've already closed on $1.8 billion of that and expect to close on the remainder in the second quarter. Um, Black Knight reported uh, delinquency numbers, and basically uh, delinquency, the non-current rate, improved 66 basis points last month. But that, the downside is that foreclosure starts soared uh, to 94100 from just uh, 79700 the previous month. And then... Uh, their MIAC announced that it closed on a securitization of $2 billion in GSE loans, and they said, quote, one of the largest securitizations of seasoned residential mortgage loans with a GSE since the GSE entered conservatorship. So uh, it's a big deal. And uh, that pretty much wraps up our headlines, David. Lots of lots of headlines here. It's always interesting to see the strike back by uh, Quicken as well. You've got that story up here. Lots of good stuff on your website, Sam. I compliment you because you're just you know, a good aggregator of everything going on. And that's For those of us that are busy, we're always looking for that place to go, and you've got it covered. Really appreciate you taking yeah, time to be Yeah, we've got some good reporters us. doing a good job for us. Yeah, you do. That's an excellent job. Folks, if you want to sign up for this, head over to MortgageDaily.com, www.MortgageDaily.com, or email Sam at SamGarcia at MortgageDaily.com, or call him, 214-521-1300. Sam, have a good time out there. 
Don't forget. Now, you got to come back. We need you here in Texas. Got to keep the economy going. All right, man. It's good to talk to you, friend. Have a good rest. a good rest of the time out there. Let's get over to the profit doctor. You always got some pearls Hi. of wisdom for Dave. us, so good to have you here, Andy. Dave I know you're excited about Lickin. the hot topic, as I am. I am really excited about the hot topic because it's such a hot topic <laughs> for us, Well, there's especially with us having so the kids many we do. Things. Yeah, so many things to talk about. Well, you know, given the hot topic and the NBA's effort to get the word out, you know, it's, it's kind of like if you, if you walk into a, a high school or a junior college and you put up this banner that says, um, do you want to make a million dollars a year? And you go, well, you can be a drug dealer, you can be a movie star or a rock star, or you can be a mortgage originator. Mm-hmm. You can spend 30 years working for a bank or, or a big company to become a top manager of a Fortune 500 company, or you can work real hard for five years, maybe 10, make a million dollars a year in mortgage banking. And that at some point they go, you know, what's the hitch? What's the catch? Are you kidding me? And the truth is, it's the truth. Ten years from scratch, you can be making a million dollars a year being an originator. What other what other yeah. industry can show a track record of hundreds, if not thousands, of people that have done that exact yes. thing? Yes. It's not all about yep. the money. And you it, also get to make a, make people's dreams come true, buying a house. Yeah, and and that's the part that, you know, money is always good to have. It's nice a reward to have, but it's really, you know, financing the American dream and, and the impact you have on people's lives has always been the thing that has had the greatest, gets the endorphins pumping in a positive way within me. So that's going to be a great topic. And and I know you have a son that's in the business or getting in the business or working at getting in the business. And, and so it will be good to get your perspective on this. Well, you had a successful talk. We're going to have Jeff Schumer on and uh, who heads up MBA education and also the webinars. You've had a very successful series on the accounting side, and I understand you're preparing for yet another successful series. Give us our, are, our Dave, a quick update on that. Yeah, we are, Dave. We're preparing a, a presentation on compliance management systems, and that's that's not just a computer system. Right. That's a comprehensive approach to compliance management. It's a requirement from the CFPB, it's actually something that CPAs are asking about. You know, we teach CPAs who audit mortgage companies about mortgage banking accounting and mortgage banking generally, and this is one of those hot topics, compliance management systems and third-party management. Yeah. These are both mandates from the CFPB. They're not optional, and mortgage companies are fumbling around trying to implement them. And I had an interesting issue just just came up recently, like two weeks ago, and that's the gap of gap, GAP, the gap between the, GAAP, the gap of gap, generally accepted accounting principles. We're, we're, we're hearing more and more and going in and helping companies fix challenges they're having with compliance with gap. And there's some really intense nuances we can get into some other time. But I just wanted to kind of throw the word out there that as the complexity of mortgage banking intensifies, if you're a $200 million mortgage company, even doing $15, $20 million a month, your business is already going to have to have a compliance management system, third-party management, all the compliance issues, but you also have to manage the business so you're profitable, and you've got to follow the rules of general accepted accounting principles when you send your reports to your bank. fact of the matter is, and I don't mean this to sound like a commercial more than it already does, you're going to need to have a CPA staff. <laughs> Got to have yeah, mortgage accounting people, CPAs who understand mortgage, accountants who understand mortgage. I'm not talking about you take a bookkeeper and make them a CFO, and and just because they happen to know what a debit and a credit is. I'm talking understand the deep nuances of mortgage banking, 
accounting. Understand the accounting standards codification applicable to mortgage banking. It's just the reality. It's just what's going to happen and what, you, what you're going to need. And we've got clients who have $200 million a year clients who have a couple of CPAs, and they're doing great. A couple of them that don't have CPAs, and they're continuing to struggle. So that's one yeah. of those. This industry is requiring more. Policy. Yeah, <laughs> you'll do it. You'll do it. You can't, can't afford CFO one to go. We'll help you out, but yeah. But nevertheless, you gotta you don't the, the compliance management issues, the compliance, the CFPB oversight issues are not going away. And I, you know, people get sick of hearing me say this over and over and over. But in an industry where you do make dreams come true, where you provide finance for home ownership so people can buy that buy the house. And not everybody needs yep. a house, but those that can afford it and demonstrate the responsibility to be able to do it, we can do that. You can make a lot of money doing it. You can have a great career doing it. And if you're running a company that does this, it's not shoot from the hip anymore. You've got to follow the rules. You've got to follow them consistently. Attend the, the Go to MBA Education. Go to MBA.org. Look at education. Look at those webinars. You got to attend this stuff. You got to learn this stuff. You got to know about compliance management, third-party management, mortgage accounting, all the other webinars that are there. You just got to do it. It's not an option. Just sign up. Got to get. Yep. Good. Appreciate the plug for the MBA programs. They're really solid. Andy, we'll appreciate you. I'm looking forward to having your participation here in a few minutes, right after the ad break, with Jeff and. Brendan, looking forward to having them on. Folks, we'll be right back after this quick break. Mortgage Banking Solutions is the preeminent management consulting firm to the residential mortgage lending industry. No other firm in the U.S. offers the menu of services or the level of expertise to the industry. If you're looking for help converting from best efforts to hedging or need help with bookkeeping to know your profit per loan, if you are interested in making the transition from broker to banker, or if you just need a roadmap for success, Mortgage Banking Solutions' primary focus is to enable executives to take their business to the next level and guide them down a path towards success and profitability. With over 300 combined years of experience in all facets of mortgage lending, the Mortgage Banking Solutions team of professionals has the expertise and know-how to help you accomplish your goals. New warehouse lines of credit, broker-to-banker transitions, transitioning to hedging, financial and accounting services, or meeting your capitalization needs. If you need help with these or any other aspects of your business, please contact a Mortgage Banking Solutions sales team to see how we can help you at 512 977 it's 512-977-9900. Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Folks, we appreciate you tuning in. We're very excited to have as our guest Jeff Schumacher, who is the Vice President of Education and Development at the MBA. And he's also responsible for the growth of the MBA's residential, commercial, multifamily, educational, professional development, and knowledge-based programs under the MBA educational brand. So there's a suite of services Andy was just talking about, suite of educational products there that you really need to be aware of. And I just congratulate you, Jeff, on putting together what I think is probably one of the more meaningful um, curriculums, if you will. I don't know if that's the right term, but educational resources for an industry that's in desperately need of all the changes to get knowledge on what all the changes are. Jeff, good to have you with us. I want to make sure your your mic is alive and well. Thanks for having me, Dave. It's a pleasure. That's good. We also have joining Jeff Brendan, who's the Director of Business Development for the Mortgage Banking Bound Program, the Mortgage Banking Bound Program, the very program we're talking about. So he joins us as well. Brendan, good to have you on the broadcast. David, thanks so much for the time. You bet. I want to start with a question to Jeff, and it really starts off with 
Jeff, who who brainchild this? I, I salute them because we need to focus with some real definite programs. And who was it at the NBA that came up with this idea? And kudos to them. So give us the genesis of the need for this and recon- the recognition for the need of this program. Well, it was a collective effort, really, and, and Brendan, who is our director of uh, Mortgage Banking Bound, had the vision uh, of this program, and he was test piloting it successfully up in the Northeast and, uh, and got okay. some very good um, results from it. And so, so collectively, how- we worked Go on ahead. this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, one of those things as a result of seeing the needs. But, you know, so, Brendan, you're the guy that's behind the scenes here. Kudos to you, man. <laughs> Very, very, very pleased with what you've done. One of the things I want to find out is how is Mortgage Banking Bound Program bringing in the fresh new talent? I mean, I know it's a resource to educate them, but how how can we use this program to draw in fresh talent into the mortgage banking industry? Well, well, first, I want to point out that the Bureau of of Labor Statistics is showing that um, there's some 77,000 projected new jobs that will be created over the next five to six years in mortgage banking. So the demand is obviously going to be there with the growth of the industry. Um, and, uh, you know, we just heard on your show today a number of firms uh, growing their business, particularly on the production mm-hmm. side. Wells Fargo recruited another 100 people for correspondent lending. So the demand is clearly going to be there. And what we wanted to do is really help the industry and help our members with uh, infusing new talent uh, and skills that they can use uh, within the various positions within their company. So we are partnering and working with community colleges and four-year university students to provide them with a a high-level overview of the basics of mortgage banking. So it's for those students who are in business or finance or marketing or what have you that are considering career paths once they graduate. And we want to introduce them into the exciting world of mortgage banking and this dynamic industry. And we thought this was a great idea to pull these uh, new young people together and then to work with our member firms to be able to connect them with possible internships, um, with uh, possible uh, new uh, entry-level positions and, and the like. Um, and so there's three schools so far that we've signed up, uh, all uh, up and down the East Coast here, and they have us Good. in their catalogs, websites, and career service fairs. That's outstanding. Wow, that's exciting. Jeff, Brandon, thanks for being on the show. It's Andy. <clears throat> so this, the, these colleges and universities that are – that are signing up to include MBA as as, a, as an employer. Um, so how, how does that work? Tell, tell me how the community colleges and universities have have set this program up as part of their job fair program. It's a great question, and, uh, and again, thanks for the time. Um, the, what it's it's really been a lot of uh, is what I call skinning our knees. You know, sort of falling down and making mistakes as as we're as we're cold calling community colleges and, and uh, four-year colleges. It's a non-credit program, so um, the course itself is, is uh, obviously fast-tracked because we don't really need um, too many uh, people involved in the decision-making. It's a profit-sharing um, plan with the two- and four-year schools as well. Uh, and they really love the fact that uh, the, the community colleges and four-year schools have the ability to work with, as Jeff said, local community banks and bankers to really uh, bring jobs into the community. So it's a, it's a, 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 pretty, um, a pretty nice sell for the community colleges. 
I, I think if I could just add to that too is um, you know we're we're we've signed up three schools so far: uh, Delaware State University, Northern Virginia Community College, and Florida Keys down there in Florida. We have another half a dozen schools um, that were uh, wanting to get on with the program or, or join us with this program, and then ultimately the vision is, is to is to have schools partnering with us across the country. So then we have the capability of matching those folks that go through the program to member companies within their geographic regions. Well, that's that's really great, Jeff, and, and thanks, Brandon, for that information. You know, I, I think back to when I was in college and getting recruited out of college and, and looking at how you work with that, and even with my kids recently who have graduated from college, they, they participated in internships. Uh, one one of my kids graduated from Baylor with a degree in business, and they attended. They they had an internship set up through Baylor to work at you know a, a business, a local business. So, how, how are you connecting those dots for students to actually have on the ground experience with a mortgage company who are attending your program? Well, actually, actually uh, we've had 53 students go through our program so far. We've just had two classes. One uh, was in February and one was in uh, just completed here in April. And many of them were interns working with uh, member companies as well, going to school and then uh, working part-time as interns. So this gave them a real great understanding or, or a nice foundation of the basic principles of mortgage banking in order to really you know, connect the pieces together. So our intent is to work with existing companies that have interns and also students that are going to colleges and, and um, community colleges and four-year schools to then take this program, and then we will connect them up with the the um, the school, uh, excuse me, the the, uh, the company's HR departments. We will connect them up with our state MBAs uh, within their geographic area to attend a networking and social events so they can get to know people. And then um, we will also introduce them to, uh, to specific uh, people who are looking for specific jobs to fill, whether it be in production, underwriting, technology, what have you. Well, that's great, Jeff. If I can ask just a, a side, side question on this, and, and that is as you're working with these students and building these interns, creating internships with local companies and, and so forth, are you, are you re receiving any objection from the students' interest in mortgage banking or from the company's willingness to bring on interns? I don't think so. I mean, I, what, what Brendan and Brennan can speak to this. I mean, we've been going to these job uh, fairs, and, and many of these students um, are being recruited by the big five accounting firms, by you know Wall mm -hmm. Street firms, whether it be Goldman Sachs or others, tech companies, what have you. And when they start to hear the story of mortgage banking and the di uh, the dynamics around it, and and what a um, you know a rewarding industry this is they start to better understand what path that they can take to use, utilize their degree in. So you talked about earlier the, the need for CPAs and accounting. I mean, that's a critical component of mortgage banking, right, whether it it's is. servicing or production or what have you. Uh, there, there, are, there are students that are in the technology side um, that, that can, we can open up their eyes in terms of all of this compliance that's needed right now, all the systems, the workflows. Technology is a major part of our industry in terms of uh, of increasing productivity and, and um, streamlining 
workflow. So that's another big area. So I think, if anything, uh, these students ha have more options available to them. And when they hear about what we offer and the income that they can make, and you, you alluded to it earlier, right? Uh, if you're in the business and you're very, very good at what you do, you can make, you know, six figures very, um, you know, reasonably over the next, you know, once you're in. That's a real eye-opener for these kids, and they begin to see this, and I think we can recruit top talent as a result. Well, kudos, Jeff, for you and Brandon for taking this forward and, and doing such an amazing job and getting the word out. Yeah, absolutely. Think, I can agree more. You know, one of the things that, that, that Jeff alluded to, if, if I may just briefly, um, you know, the, the problem with the industry is the average, uh, the average age is around 57 years old, and one of the things we find doing these job fairs, et cetera, is, um, that we've all run into is mortgages find us. We don't go find the mortgage industry. And to Jeff's point, uh, you're talking to a finance major, an accounting major, a, you know, marketing person, and it, it, the, the mortgage industry is not really on their radar. So the, the more we can do about getting the, the news out to the younger talent, the, the best will all be. That's really interesting. Yeah, Joe, absolutely. I want to get you in on this conversation, and uh, if you uh, toss yeah, the mic your direction. I I have been uh, you know, wondering wh how you go about tra uh, training, how do, you, how do you go about getting people in the classes, and how do you go about, uh, or what do you cover when they are in the class? Jeff, do you want to? Sure. So th this is this course is there's six 90-minute lessons that we've set up. They run Tuesdays and Thursdays. So just like college, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're instructed by certified mortgage bankers, which is you know the highest designation that you can earn in the industry. Uh, these people, uh, these practitioners, professionals know their business inside and out. And we cover uh, five different subjects. Uh, the first one is an overview of the mortgage banking uh, industry and the pieces that go with it. Then we go into a deeper dive on the, on the next sessions in loan production, in loan servicing, secondary market and investor relations, and then compliance and technology. Um, so we do much deeper dives. It's, there's Q&A. It's all done online uh, in a live web environment uh, where we uh, webcast in the instructor. There are chat sessions, uh, Q&A. There are uh, quizzes along the way, and there and there's a final exam. And so the wrap-up session is something that Brendan and I both do after five of these 90-minute programs are completed. And we talk about the careers that you can think about uh, going into the business. And then, so we start to talk about what would it look like if you wanted to go into an accounting, if you wanted to go into production as a mortgage loan officer or an underwriter, if you're interested in compliance or you're interested in technology. We give them the vision and, and the, uh, the ideas of how they would go about that and what skills and talents would be necessary to be successful in those positions. Well, and, and so you, certain, you said early on it's not a course for credit, but do they That's have right. to pay for this? Go yes, ahead, there's a, there's a fee of um, $249. However, um, and I didn't mean to step on Jeff there, but uh, the other thing MBA has, um, we've actually raised scholarship funds from our members. Um, and so if a student... Uh, wishes to take the, the course but finds that the, the money is uh, a, a speed bump you know, uh, to them taking it, we will actually 
uh, provide scholarship funds for them. Um, obviously, MBA is looking to bring in uh, more and more diverse people into the industry, and, this, and the scholarship funds from our partners really help with that. So, so, so Joe, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Joe. So, you know, in addition to these, this coursework that they get, which is to us very affordable, we wanted to make it uh, very reasonably priced. It's like forty-two dollars a lesson. Thereabouts, and what's included once they finish is they get a subscription to Mortgage Banking Magazine from the MBA. They get a subscription to Newslink, which comes out each and every day, as as you all know. And they also get access to our member job boards uh, and then um, other MBA education offerings. So, in, in the event that they're interested, look, we we want to become a, a mortgage loan officer. We have our school of loan origination. If they're interested in servicing, we have our school mortgage servicing. If it's underwriting, we have underwriting school. And then we have an operational school called School Mortgage Banking. So this is really, the, as I said, the foundation, the basic fundamentals that get them uh, looking at the industry. And then they can build on top of that should they want to go further and want to be placed. As well as a one-year membership, Jeff. I, I, I don't want to forget that. Oh, one-year membership yes. to the association. Good. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, it's a student. And how, it's a student membership. How does someone go go about getting a scholarship? So, uh, w- what we've done is we've created a scholarship fund uh, to Mortgage Banking Bound. It's uh, it's called the Path to Diversity and Inclusion. And uh, what you do is the the, the student would uh, complete the application. It takes no more than probably uh, you know thirty minutes to do that. Um, and then they would submit it. We have an evaluation committee that reviews it. It is it is really targeted to the underrepresented populations: um, Hispanic, Latino, African American, uh, uh, military veterans uh, should apply to this as well. And um, we have about nine different companies that have donated to the scholarship fund that are behind this from um, the Wells Fargo to the Quicken Loans and to the uh, National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. And so we've, we've got this pool of money now, and they just fill out the application. Within a week, it's reviewed, and then once it's approved, then the scholarship funds are awarded, and uh, they're able to enroll and uh, take the course. That is, that is just, I'm so pleased about this whole overall program. Joe, did you have any follow-on questions to that? I want to, didn't want to jump in here too quickly. No, no, no. Go ahead, maybe. Yeah, maybe you would follow on. Uh, one of the things I look at is people start hearing about this thing and that other lenders are getting in there. Give me a sense, uh, if you could, Jeff and Brendan, about what how many companies are actually showing interest in that. I, I want to make sure we get this out and – what is the adapt, adoption of this program? Is this one of those things that's like the tipping points taking a while to get there and it's tipping out, or are you actually encouraged with what you're seeing? Oh, well, I, I would say uh, very, very encouraged. We, we've had um, dozens of, of members in their companies express uh, interest and send, and they've sent people to the program. So um, there is a high yeah. level of interest. Uh, there is obviously a big need for this, uh, particularly on the yeah. production side. Many many of the firms are, are looking to fill positions, go into these job fairs around the country, and this is just another channel for them to be able to draw talent from and for us to facilitate that. So I would say, um, you know, that's that's a big uh, a big part of the story is the member companies are very excited about this program. 
Brendan, well, what's your thoughts? Well, how can people – yeah, yeah, good. Brendan, yeah. Yeah, thank in. you. Yeah, the, the, the other thing I would, I would add to that is um, so oftentimes at, at the state and local levels, we hear the same thing from our members, which is we need more folks, but we don't know where to go get them, where we don't know how to put together the program, et cetera. And what's really neat about Mortgage Bank Humanity is we've done it for you. So uh, yes. all this is done, as, as Jeff said, we, we have the certified mortgage bankers to teach the class. We have the content um, has already been done. We have the industry-recognized certificate of completion. So we've, we've done, well, I, I guess the best way to say it is we've done the heavy lifting. Uh, and now, yes. uh, so, so in answer to your question about how do the other member companies uh, look at it, they love it because it's done for them. Um, yeah. And, and everyone would, has been would, struggling. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, I said I would assume that would be the response because, you, like so many things that the MBA educational divisions doing under Jeff's leadership, is really providing resources to an industry that is either sorting out complex issues that what Andy was talking about earlier, or providing tools to recruit the next generation. And so, I would think that would be there. I just want to make sure everybody that is listening to this broadcast, or if you would be so kind, folks, to take this and forward it out to your network, we'd be very, very grateful about that because this is really a hot topic. There's too many gray-haired guys like me walking around to these conferences, <laughs> and we got to get that next generation not only just just to replace ourselves when we go to finishing up our careers, but more importantly, that we get this new, fresh blood into our industry. So let's tell our listeners, how can they learn more about this program? And then i got a few more questions after that. So how can you learn more about sure. it? Well, the website is www.mortgagebankingbound.com. And, of course, since we're dealing with the millennials, we also have a Twitter, which is hashtag mortgagebankingbound. <laughs> got to have that. Yeah, I have to. Well, so I, I interrupted you. Say that one more. Say that one more time, Brendan. I interrupted you as you were talking. I talked over you. Oh, I want no to make problem. Sure they the, get it. The, the Twitter is hashtag Mortgage Banking Bound, uh, and the website is uh, mortgagebankingbound dot com. Yeah, good and you can also Folks, go you through the MBA. Up. Yeah, you go through the MBA. Google it. I, I yeah. Google it. It came right up. Uh, yes. On that, you know, Brandon, you're going around and really responsible for business development out there. What can we do to help you? Uh, to, to for those of us that really want to spur this on, especially those of us that are like the consultant industry, as we're in MBS. I mean, I want to find ways to refer people. And what's the most effective way to get a hold of you or to be able to work with you if you if if others like us want to get people turned on about this program? Well, we got it's the website. Exactly, people like it's, you who who will help us grow this. So it's it's a very grassroots kind of a thing, getting the information out there. The the biggest challenge we have is to get the relationships with the colleges. Once we meet with them, um, as we said earlier, about it's that. really yeah. a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really finding out who the decision makers are in the continuing ed. Uh, you know, again, most people in, in in the mortgage industry have relationships with their local colleges, high schools, et cetera, already. Um, and so it, it's a much warmer handoff when one of our mortgage banker partners introduces us to the non-credit folks at the colleges than it is from, from me knocking on their doors and, and calling them. Well, I, I an action item I'm walking away from this conversation with is I'm calling both the schools I went to and submitting this information into them, encouraging them to get a hold of you. And I think every one of you that are listening to this broadcast, most of you are college grads, you've been in there. I would encourage you to do the same. We have got to bring a new fresh breed in. So let's get some help out there and get some lift 
to what Brendan's doing. He can knock on the doors or we can all uh, jump in this thing and really get him to the point where he doesn't just go to hire and have to hire some more people to get more people to support <laughs> all the really what. <laughs> so I want everybody to listen to this broadcast. You know if you graduate from college this and you're excited about this industry, you should be. You know the potential of it. Get a hold of your alma mater. Get a hold of them. That's all. That's your assignment. And uh, you can't come back to the broadcast until you've done that. I'm joking. You can come back. But I'm serious about that. We really need to, to help get behind this and with some inertia. That's great. Excellent thoughts. I want to circle back to Andy as you're listening to this. Andy, is there any thoughts? And then get over to Joe. Any final thoughts on, on this? Well, you know, we want for the we want for the, the students and kids to hear the the opportunity in mortgage banking. And like, like Jeff or Brandon said, people don't usually – find mortgage banking it, it finds them so showing them the yes. potential showing the opportunity is a, is a i think a, a great step we want we want we don't want the internships to be like Kramer on Seinfeld we want where you know he walked around <laughs> and carried his coffee we want for the internships to be meaningful so hopefully the companies that are on uh, our download and what there's like 8000 people downloading this podcast so hopefully some of those would be able to say, hey, I want an intern, I want an intern, but not just a sharpen pencils all day intern, someone who actually is yes. going to sit down and open up, you know, VOEs or, or you know, do file drag and drops for inbound scan documents or something where it's it's clerical but still shows them some reality. So if, if a company wants to become a sponsor of an intern, how do they go about becoming that? Um, well, what I would say also is um, one other point I wanted to just make is that uh, for for the listeners to in, encourage, um, well, I would encourage you to, to talk to your state and local MBAs as well, um, oh, and, 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 to, and to get their organizations involved in contacting and reaching out to us because we think we can also help uh, the state uh, and local MBAs um, get this get this out there and rolling as well. So. That's one of the points I wanted to make. Very good. Very, very good. Well, looking at the calendar, we're almost out of time. It's a great time to wrap this up. We are going to put this broadcast out for many of you to download and forward on to others. And I really encourage you to do that, folks, because this is probably one of the most important topics, get the right people in. I, I, I like that one book, Good to Great, Get the Right People on the Bus, Get the Right People Off the Bus, is the concept. We want to go out and start recruiting the right young group into to really help strengthen and shore up our industry as we move into the next millennium here, whatever time we've got. And uh, I just really applaud you, Jeff, for championing this, Brendan, for making it happen. It sounds like this is something you had going, you had a passion about, Brendan, so Kudos to you. Appreciate you both for being on the broadcast and being here with us. Thank you. And thank you very much for that. And you have my contact information. And I, uh, as you can tell, I hope the, Jeff and I get very geeked up about this. So uh, anytime anyone well, has any good. sort of questions, please, please follow up. Um, it is well, a, let's it do is this, Brendan. Yeah. Let's 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 get you to give everybody on this broadcast. It's going to be downloaded and listened to. So let's get it out there. How's the best way to people reach you? Great. The email address is B-B-A-R-R-Y at MBA.org. So it's Brendan yeah, first Barry. Name Brendan, Barry. Last name Barry. Yep, yep. Sorry yep, about that. MBA.org. MBA.org. That's the best way. Is it the best for Jeff? Would you prefer everyone get a hold of him? I know you're a pretty busy guy, so I'm assuming as it relates yep. to this topic, you're going to direct him. Yes, I think so. Brendan can run point on this, and then yep. we work together from there. Very good. Well, I want to again and say David, thank, thank you so much for, for recognizing this. 
we're we're very excited oh. about it from MBA's perspective. And you know the the housing industry, the real estate finance industry, is obviously a very honorable profession. And it is something when when we get the next generation exposed to, we can all feel very good about. Yeah, I absolutely agree with it. It's a little self-serving. I've got a 23-year-old that I'm looking to get off the payroll and into a really good job so they can take care of mom and dad at some point in time. And mortgage banking is a great path to doing that very thing. So we appreciate you. The next class starts Tuesday, so if you want to get them signed up, they they can go online. I'm working on it. Appreciate you both. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of the week, and do stay in touch. Jeff, anything else that comes up that you want to call our listeners' attention to, you know you got my email address. Pick up the phone and call me. Love to have you on with anything else that's going on there. Appreciate you both very much. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. You bet. Joe, let's take a look, quick look over at the markets. I'm seeing uh, what we've got in front of us right at the moment. Pretty much back to where we began the day uh, on the price side. So a little downside volatility on the price side. Uh, upside, you know, volatility on mortgage rates, but not not nothing terribly strong here. Anything that you want to share with our listeners well, as I mean, we exit here? Just uh, it's it's good to know we're at the high, right at the high for the day, and uh, yeah, you know that would that would tell you that there's no chance for unfavorable price changes coming, uh, and uh, yeah. maybe we get a little more rally and we'll see some improvement in prices. Uh, we did while while we were on the show. The the auction took place and it was just an average result for the two-year auction, and it had no effect on MBS prices. No. That's right. That's yeah, good to see that. Uh, well, I'd like to see a little strong. Well, you know, average, I guess, keeps things neutral, so that's good. So no change, no volatility. We'll always accept that. Andy, any party thoughts, wisdom you have for us? Great show, Dave. No, I'm, I think uh <laughs> interesting good. topic. It's good to have everybody on the on the, on the call. It's good to have you be a part of it, too, both of you. Thank you so much. All the best to Alice. She had a busy day. Couldn't have her on. We'll look forward to having her back next week. Be sure to tune in. By the way, we got David C. Stevens will be out on May 10th. will be on our broadcast. Very excited to have him give an update on everything going on in the industry. And we're working on several guests for next week. Uh, Go to the website, lickingonlending.com, to find out who next week's guest is. Hoping to get one of those firmed up. I hope to have that done now, but we're uh, emailing back and forth. We'll we'll look at which one's going to come forward, and then uh, we'll let you know on the website. Good to have you with us, everybody. Have a great week. Look forward to talking to you next week. This has been Lincoln on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lincoln of Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Today's guests were Joe Farr from MBS Line, Andy Shell of Mortgage Banking Solutions, and Alice Alvey, President CMB of Mortgage U. Come by next week and thank you for listening. 